It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to recap on today's show. We'll begin on the hardwoods as BYU falls in overtime in Boise. Hard-fought game against the Broncos. We'll break that down for you. Then we'll switch gears, talk some BYU football cornerbacks in particular with Gennaro Guilford, BYU's cornerbacks coach, talking a lot about what Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox bring as they have returned from injury to join an already pretty deep unit and then, of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. That's kind of your rundown for today's show. It's all brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at DoorDash and All Guard Pest Control. I'll tell you about all three of those companies as today's show rolls on. With that out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked on Cougars for November 21st, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. This is your one-stop shop for all things BYU news. Everything you need to know need to know each and every day when it comes to BYU sports. That's what we aim to be here on Locked On Cougars. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, I tried to connect Spotify and Stitcher in the same word there, Google Play, Pocket Cast, the Himalaya Podcast app, essentially anywhere a podcast can be downloaded and or heard, you can hear this podcast every single day. We aim to be that one-stop shop, like I said, for all things BYU sports news. Let's start off on the hardwoods today as BYU suffers a hard luck loss up in Boise State, 72-68 the final in overtime as Boise State improves to 2 and two on the season while BYU falls to three and two on the season in their own right. This was a game that BYU had every right to win, I felt like, late in this game, but late game decisions, honestly did BYU win and for the second game in a row for all of the heroics Jake Toulson has brought to BYU through the first five games of the season and he has been nothing if not spectacular last night finishing with 19 points six rebounds and four assists that's all great but the two turnovers that he had in that game last night one in particular on a behind the back pass back he was trying to hit Dalton Nixon with um, I think it was Jessup was the player who was standing right there in the way steals it goes down and dunks it to give Boise State a lead they would never surrender late in that overtime period. Late game decisions for Jake Toulson have been very curious the last two games in particular. He had uh, two awful turnovers I felt like against Houston, was bailed out by TJ Haw's heroics on the game winner. Uh, Toulson had a chance to win this game in regulation. He had a shot to go to the rim, hopefully, and hopefully create something last night right down at the end of regulation. Had seven seconds left, if I'm not mistaken. Comes up woefully short on a fallaway jumper, and BYU can't tip in the ensuing rebound and BYU goes to overtime where they ultimately lose. That uh, late game decision making it absolutely needs to be corrected by Jake Toulson. I don't know if it's the coaching staff that needs to get with him and kind of explain knowing time 
score scenario, all that different stuff. But that does need to be addressed with him because it's something that's going to kill BYU. This loss against Boise State, it's going to probably end up as a quadrant three loss, which is not great. It's being offset to a degree because that win over Houston in Houston is a quad one win. A road win over a quad one team is actually one of the best things you can have in the new NCAA's net rating that'll be coming out. I believe in the next month or so, the first ratings will come out. And that's what the NCAA tournament committee, the selection committee, uses usually to determine which of the 68 teams in college basketball make the NCAA basketball tournament. This loss, though, to Boise State, because Boise State's not going to be a major player in the Mountain West, I don't feel like. They have some good players. Derek Alston last night, a game-high 26 points, six foot nine, rangy wing player. I really liked what he showed last night, but Boise State's not going to be a major player in the Mountain West, it doesn't feel like, and this could be a loss that kind of offsets the win at Houston for BYU, and you unfortunately couldn't win this game and improve to 4-1. and one. BYU now kind of, well, it's not, not kind of, BYU now has to turn their attention to the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. They travel to the islands late this week and then they'll start play on Monday, running all the way through Thanksgiving week next week. They'll start things Monday night, late night, to watch the Cougars on Monday night as they take on the UCLA Bruins at 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time. I believe it's 6.30 there in the islands, so a very late night if you're going to support the Cougars on a Monday night on a holiday week, but Big opportunity staring BYU in the face as they head to Maui here because there's some big-name teams in this tournament, teams like Kansas. Obviously, UCLA is no slouch in their own right. They pummeled Southern Utah earlier this week, who BYU beat late last week. And it should be an opportunity for the Cougars to go pick up some more quad one wins, quadrant one wins, if they can win these games in Maui. But a game like last night against Boise State that was there for the taking for BYU should be very concerning to BYU fans because this was a game that was tailor-made for BYU, I felt like, to win it if they could play play well overall. The first half, ice-cold shooting for BYU. 8 of 32, and just for you guys, percentages-wise, that's 25%. That is an awful, awful shooting percentage. BYU came back at one point in the second half with shooting 75%, so if you combine those two, it was 50% for the game. Ended up falling a little bit short of that on the night, uh, going 37.8%, 29.2% from three. You hit one or two more three-pointers, and you win that game. And it's just one of those games you look at and say, hey, this one got away from us, and you should have had a bigger opportunity. I felt like, me personally watching this game, BYU should have should have won this game in regulation. I felt like the late-game decision-making, like I said, from Jake Toulson was lacking, and he's not the only one. I'm, I'm not trying to pick on Toulson in particular because without his 19 points, of course, BYU gets boat raced in this game. But the late-game decision-making in BYU on offense, when it comes to that uh, motion offense, they seem to be running at points last night. It seems like the the decisive passing, etc., seem to go out the window in late game scenarios. And when BYU fell behind by three in overtime, you almost felt like they got into panic mode, scramble mode, and felt like, oh, we got to make this up right now. I think the coaching staff at BYU, Mark Pope and his staff, they can work with these players and kind of explain, hey, here's how we need to go about things to keep our heads when it comes to late game scenarios like this. We can't have turnovers. We can't have you guys losing your head, in essence, when we are down by three and we still have an opportunity to claw our way back into a game. BYU should learn from this, but it is a tough loss for the Cougars because it's not going to look great on their resume come tournament time. And it was a game that BYU had an opportunity to win in regulation. 
I also felt like had a chance multiple times in overtime to win this game, but unfortunately end up losing 72-68. to All right, we'll switch gears here in just a moment, talk some BYU football. Gennaro Guilford, BYU cornerbacks coach, was kind enough to spend some time with me one-on-one earlier this week to talk a lot about guys like Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox return to BYU's lineup. Also, we talked a lot about what Diane Gonwoluk, who was brought to BYU, and the cornerbacks group as he's shifted between safety and cornerback this year. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, reminder for you guys, Deseret First Credit Union is the title sponsor of Locked On Cougars, and they're asking all of their customers and listeners to this podcast, what is your why? What is your focus? Whatever it might be, regardless if you want to travel, you want to go to more sporting events, you want to get more invested in music, whatever it is, have you thought about refinancing your home loan to save some money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything, and with rates still low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket. With a no-cost refinance from Deseret First, you can save for yourself potentially up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys, and lock yourself with lock yourself into an extremely low rate. Rates are still in the threes right now on home loans, near historic lows. It's a great time to consider refinancing your mortgage. The DFCU Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Regardless if you're a first-time home buyer, you're looking for that dream home, you've got investment properties, wherever you're at and whatever stage of life, they are working with you. They want to help you guys out. Give them a call, 801-456-7070 or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC, terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, I had a chance to catch up with Gennaro Guilford, BYU cornerbacks coach, earlier this week after practice for BYU. I enjoy interviewing Gennaro because he likes to highlight the play of his guys that are in his position group, but he also is very quick to remind them, hey, you may think you're good, but you still got a lot to work on. He's working. With, he's been working most of this year with a very young group of cornerbacks. Uh, guys like Isaiah Heron, D'Angelo Mandel, I feel like they've acquitted themselves quite well this season without stalwart veterans like Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox available to play this year. When we looked at the cornerbacks gr- group in the offseason, going all the way back into July and August, we felt like this was a group that could be the deepest and maybe the most talented group of cornerbacks BYU has ever had. And then complications with injuries for both Warner and Wilcox ruled them out. They returned to action last week, both of them playing uh, sparingly. Wilcox played more than Warner as they're trying to nurse Warner's foot injury, make sure that it doesn't have a recurrence. He's had that flare up a couple of times. But Wilcox had a nice play on that first interception that Austin Lee returned for a pick six. Had a great opportunity to talk to Gennaro about the return of those guys and also the contributions of Dion Gonwoloku, a guy who has bounced between safety and corner back multiple times this year. I got a, a chance to talk with Gennaro because he's worked very closely with, with Diane throughout Diane's playing career. Gennaro might know him better than anybody else. Had a chance to talk about all those players and the play of the cornerbacks as a whole with Gennaro Guilford right here on Locked on Cougars. 
You got Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner back this past week. I know Chris is working with you at the corners, but what's it like to have both those guys back on the field? Uh, feel like two years ago, or three, four years ago yeah. now, right? Yeah. When I had them all as uh, as freshmen, uh, Chris, Diane, and Troy. So, no, I mean, it's, 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 it's good to have guys back. And, um, you know, those those guys have been, been out for a year, a year now. So it's always good to have them back, the experience that they bring, um, and just – Ability to make plays and ability to be extensions of uh, us out there. What's the work like for those guys when you're you, you you obviously know they're working behind the scenes to get back. But what's the work like for you guys to keep encouraging them as they work their way back to getting on the field? Um, just you know, dissecting every play, making sure that they're doing everything right as far as um, the small things, alignment, assignment, and technique. Um, once they get back into football shape, then. The rest is history, you know. It's like uh, muscle memory. You know, they'll 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 be back, and um, as soon as they're out there, make a play or two, they feel they feel like they're back. Well, we saw Chris with the the tip pass that Austin ultimately returned for that touchdown. It seemed like it was old times for him almost immediately. Yeah, he felt <laughs> he felt pretty good about that. Um, it was it was a good rep, and again, it was he was aligned right in the assignment and technique. And usually, when you do those things, it leads it leads to wins. Yeah. As far as as and I'm not talking about wins as far as games. I'm just talking about as far as your um, one eleven. Gotcha. You know, um, usually leads to, to wins when you're aligned right and you do your proper um, assignment and technique. So now that you have those guys back with you, your position group seems like that position room seems a lot more full in terms of guys you have to determine who's going to go where what's that like is that a luxury for you to be like hey I've got all this talent now I can work with um, well now yeah I mean I mean it felt it felt like um, I thought I was going to feel in, in fall camp yeah. I mean I mean before fall camp I thought I thought we were going to be pretty deep and you know some guys got banged up and um, you know um, Chris was out longer than we expected and um, had some guys some with some uh, some great issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we were very very thin and guys and guys had to stay, step up and um, I'm glad they did. And um, now the competition just kind of opens back up and every day is going to be competition. Um, and that's how we like it. Diane's the lone guy you're going to be losing this year. What's he meant to your cornerback group during his career here? Oh man, just playmaking ability, physicality. Um, and now he usually now I put him on the opposite team sideline so I can talk to the, the near side corner because he's like I said I mean he spent two years with me starting you know then last year he went to safety then this year he kind of bounced back and forth so I mean he's been with me forever now yeah. you know um, I had him I had him as a, as a as a freshman from game one throwing him in again you know against Utah four years ago um, so I mean he he knows everything I like as far as um, man coverage zone coverage and everything he has the most experience um, with me you know so um, he understands everything everything I want and um, again if the, if the receiver has a wide split, he knows where, where they're lying, when to take chances and stuff like that. And um, it showed. It showed, it showed in the game. So. I wanted to take you back to that Liberty game for just a moment. When you guys moved him over to cover that Gandy Golden mm-hmm. kid, what was kind of the thought process? Was that? Is it just something you hate? You, you can trust him. You know he's going to build a man up on that type of a guy? Um, yeah, you know, that was, that was a whole um, defensive staff decision. We usually come up with things like that as a as – a, a whole, a whole staff. Yeah. You know, we kind of talk over the headset and say, you know what, um, Don 
he's very, very competitive, um, doesn't back down from anything. Um, so, um, again, we were young during during that game. Um, and um, that was a game where um, I thought Isaiah Heron was actually playing him pretty good uh, as far as the first half went. Um, he went down, got banged up a little bit, and um, they kind of go, they start to go after us a little <laughs> yeah. bit, you know, um, after our after our youth. Yeah. And um, he was he was our, our veteran guy who hadn't practiced at corner for three weeks, but we knew um, Dion, he, he's always he's always ready. Um, regardless if he's practiced it or not, he's he's a guy that's just a, a pure football player that you can just throw in there and, and do it, whether it's at running back. As you can see, he gets in and running back, carries the ball. <laughs> if it's at, you know, uh, kickoff, corner, regardless of what it is, he's just a pure football player that, that can do it all. So um, he was our most competitive guy, and um, he came to us and wanted to challenge. So um, it was it was a great thing, you know. How many guys are now are volleying to play that position when he leaves at that running back spot in that bunch formation from your group? Oh man, you know, every everybody wants <laughs> some, yeah, you know. But you know, that's going to be up to the offensive staff and, and and do what they do. They just know that he's he's like I said, a football player, man, and can do it, do it all, and um, never let you down. You know, um, if we if we go down with him, I mean, we know that we're going to go down swinging. And he's he's definitely a guy that you want. You want in your corner. So, last thing for me is you guys have faced UMass every year. You've been a coach here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're having a rough year this year. One in ten. They went through the coaching change. What do you see from them on film going into this game? Well, the same thing, man. As far as you know, we really look at the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. So, um, you're not missing that Isabella kid, I'm assuming. Oh no, not not at all. It's, it's, you know, he's a what second round pick yeah. guy who ran the fastest forty yeah. at the combine. So, not even a little bit. But they have. Um, a, a few guys who can still take the top off. Um, they have a capable group of, of, of wideouts who can definitely make make a big play. So we're gonna have to come out and be assignment sound and um, make sure we're aligned right. Use the proper technique, and when the and when the play comes, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make a play. Um, you know, and hopefully we can come out early and um, test us early so we can so we can make plays and um, my guys will be ready. So. Coach, thanks so much. Nope, thank you. Appreciate it. There you go, Gennaro Guilford. You heard him talk about it. Dion Gonwoloku, he puts him on the opposite side of the field from BYU's sidelines. He doesn't feel like he needs to talk to him at all. And that's, I think that's the biggest compliment a position coach can give a player is that they're willing to say, you know what? I trust you enough. You know exactly what you're doing. You're going to the far side of the field where I, you can't hear me, but I know you're going to do what you need to do. We'll signal in the call to you and you'll take care of business. That's what Dion has become. He has become a no nonsense, uh, no frills player who's just been a stalwart standout athlete for BYU his entire career and it's nice to see him contributing in multiple roles this year as a senior obviously he'll leave a, a pretty big void in BYU's defense when he re, when he is done playing at BYU I feel like he's a guy who is bound to playing the NFL I don't know if he's at safety or at cornerback or at nickelback whatever it may be I feel like he has all of the skills to make an impact at the next level and I think BYU is going to miss a kid like 
Dion Gonwoloku once he moves on in his playing career. But the nice part is, is there are young, there's young talent in this position group. And also coming back next year, using the redshirt years this year, speaking of Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox, having those guys come back next year, well, the cornerbacks group for BYU should be as deep as we hoped it would be this past offseason going into the 2019 season. The 2020 season, the schedule might be the toughest in BYU football history. And I feel like the cornerbacks on BYU's roster right now, the guys you're projecting to come back to the Cougars, barring injury, obviously, etc. It should be a very deep group, and they're getting a lot of action right now. A lot of the young players have played extensively this year, and that's only going to benefit them going into next season. And having guys like Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox, who you heard Gennaro talk about, are proven guys who know exactly what they're doing. It should be a very fun year coming up in 2020, but BYU obviously has to focus on this week. You heard Gennaro talk about it. I mentioned Andy Isabella now playing for the Arizona Cardinals. They're not going to miss having to face him. But UMass, their offense is actually decent. The defense is where they are absolutely awful on the defensive side of things. So BYU's defense is going to be tested a little bit in this game. I'm not thinking this game's a toss-up in any way, shape, or form, but the cornerbacks for BYU will need to be ready as they face off against the Minutemen on Saturday. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Huge night for BYU women's soccer in the second round of the NCAA tournament. We'll run down everything going on in BYU sports for you next. Before we do that, though, treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners of Locked On Cougars can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Listening on the go right now? If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from the Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. We'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a moment for you guys catching up on the other BYU sports news. Before we do that, though, do need to take a minute and talk to you about our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control. They're a local company based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even out into the Tooele and Wasatch Counties. If you need pest control services, consider this local company. Seth Baird and his team are great people. I've met with Seth multiple times. He's built this company from the ground up. It is his pride and joy and they do incredible work. They don't believe in door-to-door salesmen at All Guard Pest Control. They're not going to knock on your door and bug you, but they offer two unique services to our listeners. They offer a quarterly pest control program where they'll come out and take care of whatever that season's hot spots are, the biggest pests that come out each year. Every three months, you'll have a barrier around your home to make sure no creepy, crawly things get inside your home, and you have that peace of mind knowing that you have that barrier up. Also, if you just need a one-time service, they'll come out and take care of you, but they're not going to require you to sign a contract that requires multiple follow-up visits. They're not going to require that. They do a great job customizing their services for what the customer needs, guys. That's why I want you guys to check out All Guard Pest Control. They use the safest products in the industry. They're rated for daycares, hospitals, restaurants. You know they're safe around your family, your kids, and your pets. They also have incredible online reviews. You can go online to Google or any of the other review sites and you'll see five-star reviews up and down the board for the guys over at All Guard Pest Control. Give Seth and his team a try. Give them a call. 801-851-1812. Let them know that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you when you give them that call. You also can check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com as well if you want to read up a little bit more on this company. Once again, All Guard Pest Control, proud partner of Locked On Cougars. Give them a call. 801-851-1812 or online at allguardpestcontrols.com. 
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, let's run down everything else you need to know about BYU sports. Let's start off in the pool. BYU swimming and diving. Obviously, we don't talk a lot about these teams, but they had two historic performances yesterday in the first day of the Missouri invite that the BYU men's and women's swimming and diving teams are taking part in. Start off with Gwen Gustafson. She broke her own school record in the women's 50-yard freestyle, setting the new number one time at 22.43 seconds. Congratulations to her on resetting her own record. And then a team of Jake Walters, Josue Dominguez, Javier Mata, and Connor Sterling took over the number one spot in school history in the men's 400 medley relay with a time of 3 minutes, 11.41 seconds. So congratulations to the men's, women's swimming and diving teams. They continue uh, participating in the Mizzou invite today. We'll have a full recap for you if they have any other record set tomorrow on the podcast. Running on everything else going on in BYU sports tonight, let's start off with women's basketball. They're in action tonight at 7 o'clock Mountain time. They're in Fresno, California to take on the Fresno State Bulldogs. You can uh, get a preview of that by going to BYUCougars.com. I don't see a link for an online stream, so maybe it'll be a non-televised game. Unfortunately, unable to watch that if you're a BYU women's basketball fan. BYU women's soccer is in action uh, tonight. They're hosting the second and third rounds of the NCAA tournament. Uh, The first game will start at 3 o'clock Mountain Time as Arkansas and North Carolina State square off. That'll be televised, streamed online on the WC Network. The winner of that game will face the winner of BYU's game against Louisville, which begins at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. It'll be televised live on BYU TV, also streamed on the BYU TV app and BYUTV.org. You can catch that there. Other teams in action tonight include the women's volleyball team. They're in action in Portland. Uh, not, not in Portland, sorry. They're home at the Smith Fieldhouse, so a full night of BYU sports action if you want to catch it there around the Smith Fieldhouse in Southfield. Women's volleyball in action hosting the Portland Pilots at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. That'll be streamed online on the WCC Network. You can get tickets and links, etc. for both the women's soccer game and the women's volleyball game by going to BYUCougars.com or BYUTickets.com. You can catch all of that in action. So there you go. That's the rundown of everything else going on in BYU Sports. Can't thank you guys enough for continuing to support the podcast. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Today's show has been brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as DoorDash and our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Can't thank them, thank them enough for their continued patronage of the show. And once again, thanks to you guys who support this show each and every day. Tomorrow on the show, you're going to hear a lot of BYU football as you get you ready for a game against UMass, a game that I feel like BYU should roll in. But obviously, you have to be wary of every opponent if you're the BYU football program. I had a chance to catch up with Brackenell Bakri, a guy who is is not afraid to make def- de- definitive statements, really speak his mind when it comes to BYU football. You'll hear him tomorrow. He talked a lot about what the mood of the team is right now as it was compared to a month ago, what his thoughts were on Kalani Satake's contract extension and the like. So stay tuned for that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked on Cougars for November 21st, 2019.
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.